You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Monday, May 25th, and today, Tuesday, the Steelers begin their OTAs. But before we get to talk about that, I want to talk about the offensive tackle position. Because even though we talked about Dan Moore just, just not too long ago, it seems like people forget he exists in this situation. What's the impact of that in conversations? We'll delve into that in the first segment. Then I have a Carter's classroom out on Buddy Johnson. I want to talk about him as well in the second segment. And then finally, we'll talk about what to expect and what are the main things I'm watching for in these OTAs coming up on your Steelers. And remember, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Odyssey. And remember to rate us five stars with a positive comment to get a shout out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. So I know we were all excited for a Tony Tuesday, but unfortunately it couldn't work out this time. Tony's a little busy with work and stuff, so we're going to get him next week and promise you that uh, we at least going to try. You know, sometimes schedules happen, but hey, we had Adam Crowley on yesterday. It was a great show. If you missed it, go back and listen to that anywhere that you download this podcast. Um, as always, Adam's a fun talking with, but let's also talk about something that I that we addressed a bit during that show. And it's with this with the the current discussion of every day of which free agent should the Steelers sign. And we talked about yesterday about how both Adam and I feel that the most valuable thing the Steelers could do in free agency is to get another edge rusher, whether it be Justin Houston, Melvin Ingram, Trent Murphy, just somebody who's a, who's a legitimate veteran who's start made several starts at the position and has experience both stuffing the run and rushing the passer efficiently and not exposing the defense. And that's what this team really needs. Now, saying that is, you know, one thing, and then getting them to sign a contract is another. Um, But one position that continues to, I guess, get people the most excited is offensive tackle because people still see the Steelers' offensive line as being, you know, potentially one of the worst in in the NFL. And there's a chance that yeah, it could be it could end up being bad. You know, they got a lot of new pieces. They're expecting Kendrick Green to step up. Maybe he starts at some point this year. BJ Finney would be the other starter at center. You know, you're you know they have Kevin Dotson, a second year player. Zach Banner really only started one time before getting hurt last year. A core four had you know was a roller coaster last season. I get it. There's a lot of question marks there. But at the offensive tackle position, I, I think that they're they're fine right now at least the you know i'm not saying they're exceptional but whenever i keep hearing this because you know morgan moses got released by washington and then he was available and of course everyone said oh the steelers should go sign morgan moses and again if they sign morgan moses i think it would be a good move i just i'm not sure if it's the move that they're going for because they've already we've already gotten the news that they went and tried to go get ryan kerrigan before he became an eagle um, and Ryan Kerrigan, of course, the longtime edge rusher, also of Washington. So, um, you know, there's, you know, I, I think that they have their priorities set there as well. But this isn't just about that report. This is about us talking about what the Steelers actually need here. And then ESPN came out and said they, they predict the Steelers to sign Russell Okun uh, at, at, at tackle. He'd be another uh, offensive tackle. I believe he'd, he'd be more of a left tackle, if I remember correctly. 
Um, and that would, and he'd be another guy, veteran in his early 30s, who you could come in and, you know, provide a boost to the offensive line and a temporary boost, at least for this year. And, and that'd be great and all. But I, I think in doing this, you know, because people talk about, oh, man, they got, they got nobody um, at, at offensive tackle. I mean, I think this team's still excited to see what Zach Banner has, like they were excited last year. And I think that that's something that they're not going to just throw away. I also think a core four with you know a full year of experience is some is is something to at least look to look at and say, hey, can he get better? And that's why they went and got a Dan Moore Jr. in the fourth round. Was that if a core four doesn't step up, this guy steps in and he's going to push you. And they also signed Carl Haig off the Bears in free agency. And he comes off more of a Matt Filer type, but Matt Filer, you know, if Matt, but if you're talking about your fourth option being a Matt Filer type, that's I, I ain't mad at that offensive tackle situation. I, it just seems to me when people keep pushing this narrative, oh, they gotta sign this guy, they gotta sign this guy. It'd be, I, I think it's more of a, it'd be great if they signed Morgan Moses or Russell Okun or whoever is the uh, the offensive tackle of, of your choosing. It'd be a great boost. But like I told Adam yesterday, you go back throughout Steelers history, there's Hall of Famers and legends at almost every single position, except offensive tackle. There's very good players. There's exciting players. There's guys who deserve more credit than they got. But there's no one at that position in the Steelers history that's like Franco Harris or Mel Blunt or Troy Polamalu. You get my point there. And that's because I don't think they necessarily need it. And does that mean they always won't need it? No, it doesn't. They they they, they could come the day where hey, offensive tackle, you they you need they need to re up on it. But even so, I think that the Dan Moore Jr. and Carl Haig as backup offensive tackles isn't a bad situation to be with. Now, granted, they need Banner and a core for to, to to play well this year. They need them to step up. And if your point is I, you don't trust them to step up and you think that the, the Steelers need an insurance policy to make it so that only one of them has to step up, okay, I ain't mad at you for that. But would you rather have that situation solved or would you rather have T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith knowing that there's a solid guy behind them ready to go? I think that you'd rather have the latter there. Because we saw what happened in the playoff game when Cassius Marsh got ran in. Now, I wrote a piece about Cassius Marsh and how, you know, you, you know I wrote it on DKPittsburghSports.com. You can go read that. Um, I put it up yesterday. So, but and like, so I'm not, and I'm not dooming Cassius Marsh, but you can't bank on him. You can't go into seasons thinking like, okay, yeah, we're, you're fine there if he's your third option. And I don't know about that. But that's why I still think edge is the issue there. And offensive tackle... Would be nice, would be a great boost, and you know, I wouldn't be mad at them for at the Steelers for doing it, but I just I see better options with other issues of need. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back. I want to talk about this Carter's classroom that I wrote that's right up on DKPittsburghSports.com right now. But first a word from our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 
50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N, Locked On, all capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL's done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy, and also... Don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're continuing to roll on here with the episode. Let's get to talking about some Buddy Johnson. Now, I know we're kind of double up here because I brought on Cole Thompson of Locked On Texas A&M recently, and we talked about both Dan Moore and uh, Buddy Johnson here. But I, I wanted to get get a chance to talk about my piece with the Carter's Classroom series that I do for DKPittsburghSports.com. By the way, if you're not subscribed there, what are you doing? Get over there, subscribe there. You can get all your Steelers fix, your Pirates fix, and your Penguins fix while they're going through this playoff push. Uh, we have a lot of great writers over there, great people, so do check out our work. But Carter's Classroom is my my weekly dive into the film room on Steelers analysis and things that players do well, don't do well, etc., etc., etc. And this week's, I, I wanted to make make it about Buddy Johnson because I've been working my way down the draft picks, and I just I continue to look back at his tape because you know you look at the tape when he gets drafted, then you look at it a little bit later, and then you keep looking at it and you look at looking for things that you know you want to see when you're watching him in OTAs or watching him at training camp in August, and the more I watch Buddy Johnson work the more I keep convincing myself that this guy has the potential to be the, I I guess it would be too much to say perfect, but the, but the, but the ideal compliment to who Devin Bush is as a linebacker. And Devin Bush is a huge part of the Steelers future. I, I, I think that that's something that gets overlooked in a lot of conversations about the Steelers. We talk about Ben Roethlisberger and if he's going to be around. And, ooh, Najee Harris, and he's the running back. And the young receivers, and Minka Fitzpatrick, and, and Stephon Tuitt, and TJ Watt. But Devin Bush, even though he was hurt this last year, I think he's kind of fallen back as far as people realizing this the importance of this man. I mean, when you look at Steelers' draft history, he's the highest-picked player on the roster. Now, granted, they had to trade up to get him which you know they they do on occasion 
But when you go back and you look at at where the Steelers normally pick, and even when they do trade up, they usually trade up just to get into like the earlier teens or the mid teens. But they don't. They, they, it's rare that they trade up that high to get the the tenth overall pick of the draft when they did to get Devin Bush. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger himself was the eleventh overall pick of the draft. Devin Bush is the is the highest drafted player by the Steelers since Plaxico Burris in two thousand, which was Kevin Colbert's first year at GM. Which is why Buddy Johnson. Is, and finding and making sure that, that he is, or that they at least have on the roster, a linebacker to pair with and complement Devin Bush over the next 8 to 10 years, because that's how long that this guy's going to need to be here. When you find him a perfect partner for those situations, and there it is, I said perfect, I, was, I didn't want to put too much on Buddy Johnson to be perfect. Sounded like Denzel Washington from uh, Road to Titans. Perfection! But in all seriousness... You need to get him a partner, a running buddy, a guy who, you're, who he's going to build chemistry with. And then you can have a dominant linebacker pairing in the middle of your defense, an athletic dominant linebacker pairing. And you guys have heard me talk about, you know, what Devin White and Levante David did for the Buccaneers. But I'm, I'm not just saying that just for narrative's sake. I'm saying that because it, it wipes out so much that, that an offense has if you have a pair of linebackers who can both stuff the run and cover the pass and, and make it not easy on quarterbacks. So how does Buddy Johnson compliment Devin Bush? Well, you well if you, you know Devin Bush's skill set. He's smaller, strong, but his his assets are that he's fast, he's quick, He's, he's blazing fast in open space. He will tr- he will run down somebody, track him down, bring him down. And he can help in coverage. Now, he still needs to work at coverage, but I've pointed out over the past couple seasons how he'll get beat one way, and then they'll try that one way again, and then it doesn't work. And he may lose to a tight, uh, different tight ends, but rarely do you see him lose on the same route. And that's him being a young player. Remember, he came into the NFL at 21. He's not Juju, but very close. But extremely young. And he has a ton of time to get his, to, to, to build up his fundamentals and to become the full-on linebacker the Steelers need in their next era of football. But Buddy Johnson, when I look at his at his skill set and I see how he plays, and again, go to my go to my Carter's classroom to see what I'm talking about. But this is a guy that when he plays, if, if he's playing downhill, he's quick, he's fast, and he's decisive. And this is part of what Cole Thompson was talking about as a leader. He wasn't afraid to put his nose in anything. You see him diving, diving in and going right through an offensive line and bringing down his man. But one thing that encourages me about Buddy Johnson and why it's important for him to work next to Devin Bush is the fact that when he's doing those things, he's not afraid of contact. Some linebackers, and, and contact from offensive linemen, I should clarify, because con- you know, if you're afraid of line, uh, contact, you can't play linebacker. But I'm talking about contact when the blocker's coming at you. Because a lot of linebackers, they'll try to, you know, okie-doke you, or they'll try to olay you, they're like, oh, let's, uh, let's get out of the way of this lineman. And because th- that's kind of your job most of the times. Often the best linebackers are the ones that remain the freest during defensive play. Because you need them to be able to see the play. But you still need linebackers who can 
go into the fray and go into the line of scrimmage and set the tone for their partners to make the play. And that's who Buddy Johnson is to me. Now, I don't got footage of him blowing up, you know, Elijah Vera Tucker or any of like the top linemen of this class to make and, and, and then making the tackle. But I do see a guy who, when he plays downhill, he's not easy to just stop. And then when he's playing downhill, he's freeing up other linebackers to make plays. So here's you want a guy like there's a, there was a play where um, the uh, they were playing against Arkansas and they and they ran a jet sweep and he sniffs it out he gets outside outside to his gap and he the the uh, Arkansas the Razorbacks they try to crack back block and he saw it coming extended his hands engaged the the, the crack back block and then. Used, used that to kind of seal off his side of the field and bring down the man at the line of scrimmage. It actually was a tackle for loss. But it's those type of things that, that, I, that I really like about him, that when you do the, that, say he doesn't get, get bring the guy down by himself. Say he just the, the, the running back has to go to a different hole. All that time, Devin Bush is going to be playing behind him. Remember, Jerry Olsofsky, the Steelers linebacker coach, talked about how they loved the way that this guy, Buddy Johnson, played down, downhill. And a lot of the times when you're a linebacker, you have certain keys that you're reading. Like, for me, the number one key is always, what are the guards doing? Most offensive formations, the guards take you to the play. Now, in the new ages of offense, the tackles sometimes take you to the play. But usually, if the guards slide in one way, plays coming plays going in the direction that they are if the guard pulls you follow them you get right on their hip pocket and you run right with them and you go bring down the play because most likely that they're taking you right to it i mean heck that that's basic high school football and i see a reading of those keys in buddy johnson now there's sometimes and this was my biggest knock on him is that sometimes he would get a little hesitant in seeing those things he's like uh I, I i'm not you know i'm not sure what to do here but if the steelers can coach him up it's like hey buddy you know in in texas a&m he often played the mic he was the middle linebacker behind the four-man front that was kind of you know calling the shots and and, and moving everything around and he kind of had to account for a whole lot but the steelers have that that kind of guy in devin bush and the three four is different than the four three uh so you know basic explanation there's the mac and the buck in the three four when you got two linebackers in the middle of the field instead of in, in the middle of the defense instead of one the the mac is the devin bush style guy who's flying tackle to tackle he's kind of like the he's kind of like the 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 guy that's that, that, that you want running around and being the most free. And then the Buck style linebacker still has that ability. You will still want to have that ability to fly around a little bit, but primarily they're there to take on the first wave of offensive linemen that are trying to get to the second level. And if the Steelers can coach Johnson up, and I'm not saying it's going to happen right away. These things take time. But if they can coach him up, to be the guy that I keep seeing in the film room, when he diagnoses a play and he just goes and he attacks, that's going to free up so much for what Devin Bush needs to do. 
because then he won't need to worry about being the first one in the fray. He he will have a guy that that's there. And the other thing is that Buddy Johnson is athletic enough to chase down people on his own. He's also athletic enough to cover people a little bit and not be a complete liability there. Now he needs to get more comfortable with it. I think a lot of you could see his movement is very raw in coverage. It's sometimes you're like, well, that that didn't look fluid, but he got the job done. That's gonna need some coaching up too. But again, if he's if he's that guy that's first in the box, kind of the way that they, they want to use Vince Williams, but Vince is just not fast enough to go tackle to tackle sometimes. But that's where I think Buddy Johnson can be that perfect complement because he gives you that speed that he can help you there. And he gives you the strength to take on guys in the hole, make the play. And if you take that thinking out of it, he can just be an aggressive linebacker. And those are often the most fun to watch. Am I right? I'm right. You know I'm right. And you pair that aggressive guy who's big and strong and taking guys on and the offensive line's already like, we got, where's this guy? We got to keep an eye out for him. That's going to make the job of a Devin Bush a lot easier. And again, if, if both of these guys can be healthy and build that kind of a chemistry, you could be looking at a special pairing over the next decade for the Steelers. And that would give that defense a lot of time, of a lot of help in the most important part of the field, which is the middle of the field. So again, go check out my Carter's Classroom on Buddy Johnson and how he's the perfect complement, how he could be the perfect complement to Devin Bush. It's up on DKPittsburghSports.com right now for subscribers only. Um, You can also check out all of our other content there on the Steelers, Pirates, and Penguins and everything else. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, it's time to get you ready for OTAs. Just a couple of notes that I think are going to be important for you fans to keep an eye on. But first, a word from our friends at RockAuto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all... Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're rounding things out here, getting you ready for OTAs. You know, there's going to be stories, there's going to be things that we write up on DKPittsburghSports.com, you know, about what the players say, what we see at practice, all those types of things. But I think the bottom line for all of this is really that the, the, the the thing that I'm watching the most is how quickly these Steelers adapt to Matt Canada's offense. Now, we've heard the NFLPA say that they don't want players going in, there's all that, and Cam Hayward said they're not showing up, or they're not doing so. We'll see how all that plays out, right? 
we'll see who's who's there and who's not and what's what's the drama behind that but to me before anything else and i know that there's there's going to be important you know rookies getting acclimated with the playbook and get acclimated with their teammates you know i just talked about how buddy johnson needs to be the perfect complement of the to Devin Bush and you know <laughs> you know like is and like that's pretty important right but the offense is still the concern because if Matt Canada if his offense can really work Pat Fryermuth has already been saying like it's it's complex but it's simple but it's and that's what we like about it but you know he don't know nothing he just got there but it's gonna be like these guys who are showing up today tomorrow whenever else they got OTAs how they're adapting to it it's something that Dale, Dale Lolly and I have talked about for DK Pittsburgh Sports is how um, how motion is going to be used more in this offense, how it's going to create different mismatches. Again, uh, you know, I've always again I, when I talk about Matt Canada and the things that I know about his offense, I always try to put the the caveat in there that this thing that I saw in his offense isn't necessarily the end-all be-all of what his offense is going to be for the Steelers because college offenses ain't the same. You know, this guy's been at LSU, didn't have a good stint there. He was in Maryland, became head coach because of a scandal that happened where the guy, other guy got fired. But it's the, the, the time that everyone wants to talk about is his time coaching for Pitt football back in 2016 when he made them a prolific offense that was able to take down Deshaun Watson and Clemson back then. And it was a lot of motion, it was a lot of misdirection, it was a lot of putting defenders on isolated islands to make tough decisions, split decisions, in short short amounts of time. And maximizing an aggressive style of offense that played fast and got you after... the take Got you out to exploit those, those hesitating moments by the defense. But still, before you can get to any imaginary place or playbook that we think that Matt Canada might draw up, you got to get these guys to take it on. How smooth do things work? How do the receivers gel with the routes that they're going to be asked to run? How do how does Ben Roethlisberger gel with it? And how do they gel as a group throwing the ball and ca- throwing the ball and catching the ball? Same thing with the tight ends. How quickly does Najee Harris pick up on it? You know, I, I asked him the question during uh, the Steelers rookie camp uh, two weeks ago about how, how, what's his thoughts on the Steelers playbook and all the roles that they're going to ask of him. He said, it's a lot of studying, but I don't got school no more, so that's great. So I've been asking him all those different things. And I think that that's going to be, you know, his taking up is going to be interesting. What are the offensive, what about the offensive line, the roles that they have? That, to me, is going to be the biggest story of these OTAs. I'm, I'm going I'm to be asking those questions, how they're picking it up, how they're gelling, how they're, they're, they're building their team chemistry within the offense. Because if this offense could come out early in the season and hit the ground running, putting points up on people, whether it's on the ground or in the air or both. That's going to put this defense that, you know, does have some important pieces to replace and some question marks, but still a defense that's loaded with talent to be able to play with some leads. And we all saw the Steelers played much better with a lead last year than they did when they didn't have one. 
and I know that's basically typical of anyone, but you go back and you look at how they played last year, especially down the you know when they were when they were getting late in the game in that middle season stretch. If they had the lead, they was going to be giving people problems. But that's going to come from the offense putting up them points. So I'm going to be looking at that. That's my main OTA thing I'm watching early on here. Stay tuned with the Locked On Steelers podcast. We're going to have Dean and Josh back on tomorrow talking all things Steelers, some uh, some OTA, post-OTA talk, getting you, getting you some reactions to the things that were said and done um, on the first day of OTAs and who showed up because that's going to be another storyline. Trust me, I know it is. Um, but thanks again for listening to the Locked On Steelers podcast. You can subscribe anywhere on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Odyssey. Doing so um, gets you all of our shows for free. Thanks so much to those who listen. Also, if you want to help out the show, leave us a five-star review with a positive comment. Doing so um, uh, doing so, so really helps out the show. We have a couple new reviews here because uh, we give you shout-outs at the end of the show. If you give us five-stars reviews. Um, we have B4 Steelers who says uh, who gave us a five-star review and says, uh, good listen, fun and easy listen to catch up on all Steelers news. Thanks so much, B4 Steelers. Really appreciate you. We have another one that we'll read tomorrow because we're getting a lot of five-star reviews. Thanks so much to all for y'all for doing that. It really helps out the show. Again, I'm Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter at Carter Critiques and subscribe to my work at DKPittsburghSports.com where you can get all the Steelers writing that I do there. Thanks again for listening. I'll be in your ears tomorrow.